Hi everyone, welcome back to Sweat Tribes Podcast. I hope you already enjoyed part one of Pure Yoga's interview and we are going to pick it up right where Laura and I left off and let you listen to part two and learn a lot more about Pure Yoga and Laura. Enjoy. Um, so, so on the pricing, we set it up where new students explore us through the 30 for 30. So $30 for 30 days unlimited. And our goal is that you figure out, is this the community you want to be part of? Yeah. And if you come to one class, you're never going to know that. So that's why we don't do any of that, like one or two classes up front. We really yeah. encourage people to try it for 30 days. Great. And then from there, there are lots of options. We mm-hmm. Our drop-in is similar to every other studio's drop-in. Um, drop-ins in Asheville are somewhere between $15 and $20 a class. Mm-hmm. Ours are at 15. Um, and then we have class packs. You can buy a 10-pack um, for $120. You can join uh, as a member, as a Pure Yoga Inner Circle. And we have lots of different ways that people come into that. So if you are um, part of a group that we offer special pricing to, like teachers mm-hmm. or college students, active military, corporate programming, they all come in at $55 a month, which is mm-hmm. a really great that sounds price. really good. It's a really yeah. great price. Our kind of typical landing place is between $69 and $79 a month. And then we offer a package for junior high school and high school kids at $30 a month. Um, if you come in with your spouse, both of you get to practice unlimited for $120, which is a great price. Again, um, just my, my goal with pricing is that the studio obviously needs to be able to thrive, um, but I want it to be as accessible as possible. And I'll tell you, the number one barrier I hear from people is pricing. Really? And so I'm really like trying to figure that piece out um, to see what it would take to just continue to look at accessibility of the practice for people. That's great. I mean, I think uh, when I was looking at your website too and seeing pricing, and, and I haven't looked completely at other places mm-hmm. in a while, but I really felt like your pricing was quite well yeah. and accessible mm-hmm. compared to what I've seen, yes. or even like CrossFit is, I believe, like $120 mm-hmm. a month. Yeah. And which is like, you know, I don't know how that all breaks down. Mm-hmm. Maybe more equipment and whatnot, and it's a franchise too, yes. or, or something to some degree. So, um, but there's people that pay, you know, yes, so it's like yeah. there are, but at the same time, I, I and I do feel like when I hear people, you mm-hmm. know, you've got the time, yeah. the price, or the financial part, um, uh, are typical like top two barriers, I feel yeah. like. Um, so I love that you're aware of that and uh-huh. really try to work yeah. uh, with people. And I, I feel like too, just like, I'm hoping with a lot of different studios and like, I know you and I know a lot of different owners mm-hmm. personally. And again, I've have this deep, like understanding and been to many studios and talked yeah. to many owners and I'm an ex like a very extrovert person too. Yeah. I'm not afraid to ask. Yeah. So, but I feel like a lot of people, mm-hmm. they might go online or they might hear, oh, it's, you know, $55 a month and instantly be like, yeah, well, I can't afford that. Exactly. And the reality is 
you and many owners and people mm-hmm. are open to working yeah. with what is what is feasible. Yes. Is it 49? You know, mm-hmm. does 45 make you come mm-hmm. five times a week? Right. You yeah. know, um, so I, I love that you're just open to figuring that out. Yeah. And I think when you're in a true community, right? Like yeah. your, your goal is to create long-term relationships. It's like any part of our life. When we're looking at something where there's a gap in terms of the way we see things, we're always looking for the win-win. How do we do something that's good for you? How do we do something that's also good for the studio so that everyone at the end of the day feels like, yes, yeah, that was an awesome result. And we got to be part of your magic and you're part of our magic and now we're like all part of one big pot of magic. Yeah. And there I mean there are definitely some studios in the area that the price point on yoga is quite high. And I can't speak to that. I don't know how the kind of the methodology behind setting prices there. And then there are some uh, activities where the price point can be quite high Mm -hmm. because they're equipment intensive and so there's been this big capital outlay that the owners have made in order to Mm -hmm. even open the facility sure um and that i totally get like if you're sitting on you know thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment your price point needs to be different than ours when we you just roll out a mat right right it's like that's one beautiful thing about yoga. I used to always say this about running too. Like you just buy a pair of shoes. Right. In yoga, you just buy a mat. Mm-hmm. And it's all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of that too, actually with equipment, that was my question, um, which may seem pretty obvious, but for somebody new coming to class, yeah. all they need to bring is a, a mat. mat and be in maybe some athletic clothes. Yeah, you can wear anything that makes you feel like if you if you forward fold, your shirt's not gonna be at your throat. Okay. And so I tell people a little fitted, tuck something you could tuck in if it's a little looser. Yep. You can wear anything as long as it gives. I've seen it all. I just had a really, like one of our really experienced yogis come the other day and she's like, I forgot my clothes. So she was practicing in jean shorts. And it, and you, there's no specific anything that you need to That's practice. Great. Yeah. That is yeah. one of my favorite parts too that mm-hmm. I've always loved when I've gone to yoga mm-hmm. is that I get this, just really freeing sense of like it truly nobody's looking at you nobody cares what you look like what you're wearing yes they're truly like everyone is just really in this like open like inviting kind of like I feel like attitude vibe um and then on top of that like because the practice is about you Mm -hmm. it really allows everyone to kind of stay on their mat in that sense and not be like I don't know, caring what you wear, what you look like. Yeah. Yeah. And if you love fashion, there are lots of fashion options out there. And there are certainly, you know, clothes and fabrics that wear better. Sure. When you're just starting, put on something that's comfortable. If you don't have a yoga mat, you know, borrow one. It's all good. And and then you figure it out along the way. And you have mats at the studio. We do have mats at the studio. We have blocks and bolsters and we have sandbags that are really amazing. We have tennis balls people can roll around on straps that help you get a little deeper into poses. And we have all of that gear. So people really can just show up. And when people are traveling, that's often what they do, right? They're not traveling with their yoga mats. So they're borrowing everything and it's good. 
That's great. Yeah. I love that. I love that analogy to running too, because I always say that or think yes. that too with running or walking. Yeah. Like, you don't need anything. Yeah, just bring your shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious though, uh, as far as your favorite uh-huh. or, or a consensus in your studio of like your favorite mat. Oh, that's that's a great question. Yeah. So I um I I I'm almost like hesitant to say. Um, <laughs> I am a lover of jade. Okay. I've actually heard really, uh-huh. um, I don't know if you know my girlfriend, Lillian. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and she recommended that, too. Um, so, and, so that's cool. So I okay. love what they're up to as a company. Oh, they're okay. very conscious. They plant a tree for every mat they sell. They donate lots of mats to um, underserved communities of children. Oh, to awesome. bring yoga into schools. I mean, they really are a fabulous company. But generally what I find for people is that they're very loyal to a mat brand. Yeah. And I'll have someone that I do not slip at all on a jade mat. And yeah. if I get on another style of mat, I'll slip. Yeah. Someone else will get on my jade mat and slip. Like, I think it has a lot to do with the oils in your hands and just finding the right grippiness for you. So we actually at the studio have several different brands that Mm. you could grab and try. It lets people kind of play around with it a little bit. So it's not all jade and like, and so that's a good way is just see if you can get on a few different mats. Oh, that's Uh so great to hear Mm -hmm. that you offer that and that that that's a thing because I've definitely slipped yes on my Lulu Love mat yes and and I work you know yeah. and I have work for Lulu Love and I'm like yeah. but it just doesn't work for me yeah and it won't for um, everyone and so, someone else will get on that and it will be so grippy and perfect for right them. and it's just your body and how you're interacting with that particular material so just I would just try other things and then the other thing that um yeah so the other thing that becomes like a you know something to consider as well as just how you're going to use it like do you do you need you want them thicker do you need them a lot there's so many options right and they can be ridiculously expensive in my opinion and that if that feels prohibitive to someone to like buy this expensive mat I think the jades are somewhere around 78 dollars now and I don't know where Lulu's is um, but there's like, I mean, I've seen all these people on these beautiful mats, the B mats, which are really popular uh-huh. right now, and they're like 120 bucks. And so that is okay for some people. And yeah. for some people, that's going to mean that they're not getting that mat. And just get what you need and throw a cheap terry cloth towel over the mat, and you won't slip. Perfect. Like cheap. The yeah. Cheaper the, and the more thread worn or bare, the better. Yeah. And it's just figuring out how to make it work in your world. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And actually, I will say too, I better than I liked that. Um, I had a cheap Target mat that yeah. I started with. You know, it was uh-huh. probably twenty or thirty bucks. Yes. And I used that yes. a lot more. Yes. Um. So yeah, it's I love just uh-huh. find what works. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. make that an excuse yes. or a barrier. Um. Let's see. Okay. And so, other than classes, you've mentioned some of these already. Other services, um, uh, services or like um, you said, um, C 
series or different kinds of yeah, things so to we're offer? Doing, um, we're doing like special events all the time, workshops around advancing your practice, or we'll do, like we just did a, a beautiful, it's one of my favorite, sound healing with Billy Zansky from Skinny Beats. He comes in with all of his stuff and drenches you in sound while you do restorative cool. yoga. Um, we do beginner series for students, which is a really nice way for someone to understand and find that intro, kind of like mm-hmm. that avenue into yoga if they've not done it before. We have one actually starting the end of July. And so that information is all online if people Great. are interested. But I really encourage anyone to start with classes like that. Yeah. Um, and so, and then we're doing, you know, we do retreats. We've done 40-day, uh, what I would call, like, like holistic detox programs where you're really looking at your diet, you're looking at your wellness, you're looking oh, at cool. your sleep, and you're really, like, designing kind of the blueprint for optimal health. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we I, we try to mix it up that way. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm super excited about this, I'm looking at offering um, an, a, a retreat, a yoga retreat uh-huh. somewhere really fabulous in the uh, kind of January, February, March time okay. frame of 2019. It's just another way for people to go deeper into, yeah. their, into the gift that the practice can give you. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. There's a lot of different avenues people could take if they choose to. Yes to explore a little bit more and to even deepen their relationship and community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as far as like the people, your culture going on Uh at Pure Yoga, what would you say the vibe is? And then I'm going to kind of second question that with like, you know, it is all levels can come in. um, Like, I mean, ages, races, like, I mean, yes. everybody do you see and like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone's welcome. Yeah. Right, everyone's welcome. And and we definitely have specific demographics that we see more of. Sure. Um, and yoga has specific demographics yeah. that they see more of. I'm like, where are the men? <laughs> where are the yoga men? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's really kind of, I would say, it's very broad. What What's... What is consistent across our members is that community matters to them. And in a way that I think is deeper than um, other options that might be available because that's just part of who we are. It's not part of everyone's um, vision as a studio. And that's totally cool. Like that's with that whole question around, that whole conversation around there's no competition. Yeah. Like it's just different. And so community really matters to our students. Like people know each other and they like hang out with each other later and they get a hug when they walk in if they want one or if they're not hug people, people kind of know that. And so it's really, that is I think a big part of our vibe. Um, and the vibe really is one that's very supportive. Um, so there's a lot of conversation that happens before and after class. Um, I, you know, and I love to see that happening, people getting to know each other and yeah. building these friendships. Um, and then in terms of the demographic, I, I, I would, again, like it's, you know, mostly women and 
Yeah, I'd love for that to be more balanced in all yoga studios, but it is mostly women. And probably, you know, in our world, because so much of what we do is hot power and warm vinyasa, and we're not offering like chair yoga and some of those things. Mm -hmm. um, our demographic is somewhere in the, you know, 20 to 65 range in terms of age. Yeah. Not universally so, but that's yeah. generally where it is. And the one thing that I would love to see more of in Asheville in general is um, more minority representation yeah. in yoga. Like I just really feel like that's a, a real gap mm -hmm. in the community. Um, and not, I, don't, I don't understand the origin of that. Yeah. Um, but I, I really feel like that creating that, that include as much as we want to think that we have cultures of inclusiveness in all of our studios. Right. We don't. Yeah. Until we see it show up, we don't. Right. And so what are we doing around that? Yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. I love, and, and I, I mean, just from my experience, I haven't seen a lot mm -hmm. of that either. Yeah. Um, on both fronts, the men or minorities. Yes. Um, and that's a great question, yeah. um, to kind of come and to think about in the community. Yeah. Um, cause I've often thought the same thing too, mm -hmm. whether it's yoga or any other studio right. or exercise, right. um, and how we can all kind of come together. Yes. And again, hopefully this, the whole like sweat yeah. tribes and things opens up some more opportunity for yeah. people where by just bringing up the discussion right. of all different kinds of factors and figuring out what those barriers are yeah. that just opens doors. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think having dialogues that are diverse. Yeah have dialogues that are diverse and that means that what you're talking about it means who you're with like mm -hmm. there's 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 phenomenal representation across all yeah right? like all yeah and like really like stimulating that conversation is meaningful I love it mm -hmm. um let's see so I guess um Last thing, I am going to ask this, uh, because I, I'm not aware of any really with yoga, uh -huh. but like of any events or competition, not events like mm -hmm. the workshops you were talking mm -hmm. about, but like, I'm curious for each kind of exercise yeah. like subset group, like, you know, uh, cause I'm a runner, so there's yeah. races, right? Right. And you know, yeah. Right. Um, CrossFit, there's these CrossFit competitions, yes. like does yoga have anything? We like do that? festivals. Okay. Yoga does festivals. Okay. And yeah. there's a huge one in Asheville. And uh, yes. it is in July, Asheville Yoga Festival. Yeah. They bring in teachers from all over the country. Um, I'm super excited. Pure Yoga is one of one of many um, studios that are are helping to spread that word and sharing that message and sponsoring uh, the the festival itself. Awesome. And then I'm teaching a community class there, which I'm really excited to be part of. But we do festivals. There's Wanderlust is a huge festival name, yeah, and um, they do those all over everywhere. They actually do the closest competitive thing. Um, they do like a yoga triathlon. And oh. it's, it's, uh, I, I could get this wrong, so you can double check yeah. my facts, but it is a walk, meditation, and yoga. And there's no grace cool. to it. It's just being together and doing those things. Um, so yeah, that's the, but there's not, a, if there is some sort of competitive component to it or some sort of event or, 
um, exposition. I'm not aware of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Actually, the festivals make sense because yeah. I have heard of that one. Uh-huh. What was it again? Wonder? Wanderlust. Wanderlust. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, and I do know about Asheville Yoga Festival, which is great. Yes. And um, when is that again? Because you'll be teaching it, there? Yes. It's the uh, almost end of July. Somewhere in the like twentieth range, I should okay. know that off the top of my head, but I don't. But it's being really well promoted yeah. now, and um, it might be someone interesting for you to talk yes. to as well. I actually, yeah, made a note of that. Yeah. I was like, I know Amanda and yes. Sarah. So yes. yeah, um, awesome. Um, so now I'm kind of kind of shift into um, with sweat tribes yeah. goal being help everyone find this exercise they love by doing interviews like this mm-hmm. and helping them do it consistently. Like, mm-hmm. how can they learn to do this? Um, so you, having been not only in yoga, but the exercise fitness mm-hmm. world so long, um, I wanted to ask about like some habits or tools that you see like your most successful members or even if they're drop-ins, but they drop in more consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, where, when do you see that success in your members or clients? And is that them coming twice a week, three times a week? Is that them, like, what does that look like? What have you seen? So I, I mean, I, I'm a big believer that any amount <coughs> of yoga is good. And um, any amount of fitness is good. Mm-hmm. And um, doing a little bit daily is better than doing a lot infrequently. So for me, I see a real tipping point in students when they're practicing three times a week. Um, that seems to be like this point at which they really start to benefit from the kind of the mental and emotional well-being components of yoga as well as the physical. Um, any amount of yoga is going to physically help. So that, that would be my recommendation. I always try to say to people, like, practice three times a week. Even if it means one of those times is at home for 10 minutes. Great. And you don't even, you're not even on a yoga mat. But if you can get to the studio three times a week, you're really going to see transformation start to happen for you in your life. You're going to think about things differently. You're going to see your relationships differently, and you're going to treat yourself differently. Just give it a little bit of time. It will yeah. happen. It almost universally happens for people. Um, in terms of the habits, so I'm, this is always a difficult question for me because I'm really disciplined. And so I have since... I mean, forever, college, like I get up at 5.30 in the morning and like hit the pavement yeah. and like it didn't matter how hungover I was at right. that point. Um, and now it doesn't matter who was up in the middle of the night in my house, like I right. still do that. So I'm really disciplined. But generally I would tell anyone, schedule it, right. put it on your schedule. It's like a date with yourself. And just like you would schedule time to attend to meetings or whatever it might be, you know, be present for yourself. Make sure that that's in there. When, if you are living your life in a way that you are never on your own calendar, right, you are going to deplete out, period. Like there's no question around that. You will tank out. And so put yourself on your own calendar and schedule it. And, and the more consistent you can be, the better. Some people who are more extroverted respond really well to doing things in groups. Like uh-huh. going with a friend makes all the difference. Like right. they're not going to go for a walk alone, but they'll go for a two-hour walk with their friends because they can chat. Fabulous. Know thyself yeah. and put those systems in, in place that support you achieving what you want to achieve. Otherwise, we just become our own excuse. Right. And, and to me, that's um, living life asleep at the wheel 
And so I really just encourage people like know yourself and um, figure out what's going to help you. I love that. It's like everything all comes back to that, yes. really. Like whether it's the exercise style you choose, yes. um, how it fits into your life, like what it does for you and how you make it a habit yes. and do it consistently. Yes. Um, and I, I think that really is so key. And with mm-hmm. people I work with too, the same thing comes up and you think you should follow this program or this plan or like you need to do it this mm-hmm. way that you've heard or everybody says works. Yes. That was in quotes. Yes. Um, when in reality it's like, well, what works for you? If that's a hit workout of seven minutes, exactly. five days a week at yeah. your house, great. Right. Um, but finding that is really a big key. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But scheduling it, Almost works for everyone. That's great. I love the tangible tips though, because we definitely want those. Because if you don't know that, and you know, even if you know yourself a good bit, yeah, I mean, I know myself pretty well, Mm -hmm. and how I can make exercise work, but I still have to make those sweat dates and schedule it in for sure. And I know for myself that if I schedule my workout. Or I, if I have it scheduled for later in the day, I can do it. But if I had it scheduled for the morning, I think, oh, I'll, I'll make it work later. I will never do it. Right. Right. I, I, I just know that about myself. So I almost never miss the way I have it coordinated in the morning because that's the way I function best. Right. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's good self-awareness. Um, okay. So now um, last part and... Are we okay on time yeah. here? Yeah, okay. Um, so um, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about you other than pure yoga. Um, because I really, um, I think another part of this and in general is giving people perspective mm-hmm. of, you know, it may be easy for someone to be like, oh, well, you love exercise and working out and have done it and it's going to always be there. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you don't have different challenges and barriers in your, in, in your full circle of life right. um, that maybe people don't see. Yeah. Um, and, have, and maybe seeing that, I feel like by giving a more full view of what of you know someone's day or week or life looks like it can help each one of us to see instead of being like oh well, I don't have the time what right well let's take a look I mm-hmm. mean like do you, if it helps you to get a little perspective and see how someone else fits it in mm-hmm. that two percent part of yeah. your day um, maybe they can learn something or someone will pull something out of that yes um, so um, so first of all, and I don't want to make light of the fact that like running the studio and being a teacher there uh-huh. is probably a full-time job enough, but mm-hmm. could you share then what the rest of your life looks like and yeah. what the rest of your life looks like and how pure yoga also fits into that? Yeah. Like as sure. an owner and instructor. Yeah. So I'm really blessed that I have an amazing studio manager that makes all of this possible. I'm going to really... I still own and am the CEO of my manufacturing company, and so that's really my job, right? Like, that's okay. what I do every day. And if that business is in Ohio, and we build a lot of countertops and sell them all over the Midwest. 
Um, and so that's really what I do professionally. And the studio yoga is like my total passion. Like love I just it. really love it. And it's very time consuming. Like running a studio takes a lot of time, but I'm really blessed to have someone that helps me with a lot of the day-to-day coordination and dealing with things that just come up, student issues, um, teachers need subs, you know, whatever right. it might be. So she, Beth Morris does all of that, and she's incredible, and she's one of the most, I think, gifted teachers in this area that cannot say enough about her as instructor as well. Um, and so that's what I do. I write, I teach probably five or six classes a week. Mm-hmm. I am really passionate about women in um, business Mm -hmm. and so I've done a lot of mentoring over the years I'm a certified executive coach as well because I just really I actually got that certification to help my own manufacturing company because that my company is about 140 people so I like coach a lot of people Uh and uh, and so I love that process so I've started to play in Asheville a little bit figuring out Um, who's having those conversations Mm. and trying to make those connections so that we can come together collaboratively and really provide a structure within which women can give birth to their purpose in a way that is making a positive shift in the world. Um, So that's what I do. I have two teenagers now, which is crazy. Love it. How old are they? They're 15 and 13. And they're fabulous human beings, and they keep me in check. Like, left to my own, I would do nothing but work. It's just how I'm wired. I love it. Like, I think it's fun. My husband thinks I'm nuts, but I'm like, I am having fun. What are you talking about? Um, But I have two incredible kids and an amazing husband who supports me, um, which makes everything a lot easier. And I work, I work a lot. I work, yeah. run my manufacturing company. I run the studio. I teach. I love to read. I love to hike. I, um, I, I plow through more books than I can count. Um, and I just, I love to just experience. I love to travel. I love new things. But, the, but my life is like pretty busy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely intentional effort to figure out when am I taking care of myself and what, is, what does that look like? And so I have a practice on a daily basis of saying, I don't even count physical activity as taking, or, or even yoga. I don't count that in my, cause I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. So for me, it's like, what's that one additive thing I'm going to do that's self-care. And it might just be as simple as self-massage, or it might be that I'm going to go and sit by the waterfall by my house, or, you know, whatever. But just something, something that gives me time to pause and take an interior view on the world. That's great Mm -hmm. that you found that, too. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what works for you. And because... You know, I let, and it's like, you are that busy person and love it, but that works. Yes. And I can relate because I'm the same way. Yes. My husband would probably say I'm crazy. Yes. Um, but that's how I work. And yes. I figured that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's kind of comes back to that. Yes. But, um, but I love that you found a way that makes, like, gives you that one little piece yes. to, like, have that internal conversation. Yeah. Um, on the more like practical side, uh, from you sharing that, I'm kind of wondering, so digging just more deep into the perspective. So when does a typical day start for you and end? 
Yeah, I'm up early. I love the morning and I love that I'm the only one who appears to love the morning. So like yeah. I go out and like the world's quiet, but I'm usually up by um, 5.15 yeah. and I'm always in bed by 10. Love it. Always. Okay. <laughs> I like turn into well, a Probably from doing everything with you, <laughs> right. I'm again the same way. Like when it comes bedtime, then I'm just I'm out. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you got nothing left. Right. And then, so you mentioned you teach five times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so how often do you do your own practice? Yeah, so I try to take several classes at the studio a week as I can make it happen. And some weeks I can get more and some weeks I can't. Um, but then I have a home practice as well. And so I, I always have at least one long home practice a week, mm-hmm. like where I'll practice by myself for, you know, 90 minutes or so. And then I do some amount of yoga every day. Oh, great. And, then, and that might some days be one sun salutation followed by five breaths. And that's, that's all I can swing. Yeah. But I do something every day. That's, do you mm-hmm. feel that doing that has helped you kind of stay consistent overall yes. with all the craziness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I really, I, I think that um, there are some things that are, are worth grooving neurologically. They're worth grooving habits around. And to me, that's one of them. Like, and it's not so much about doing the yoga. It's about taking the time for yourself. It's just about taking the time for yourself. And if you have access to a technology that you know works, do it. Right? Like, it just doesn't have to be more complex than that. It doesn't have to be, oh, I got too busy. Oh, my child got sick. And I mean, I have all that, right? Yeah. Like, I get the phone call from school and, and whatever it might be. That all happens in my life. I will have often, like, just often, like, things just pop up. I'm like, well, this was not on my radar. And it doesn't matter. Like, Yes, you have to do it, and yes, you still count. Yeah. Yes, you're still worth it. And so you just take that time. You just you just give yourself permission to, to give yourself that time. I love that, and I really, like, hope listeners will, like, hone in on that yeah. because I think that is a big missing piece. If you have that foundation, yes. that value, yes, then everything can grow from that. Yes. And so many people want to put health or exercise or diet or anything like that on the back burner and is the last thing Mm -hmm. you do. And if we would just give ourselves that permission and that time and that gift, Mm -hmm. yourself, give it. And like you said, it could be a five-minute walk. It could be one solemn salutation. But I love that, like, I mean, there's definitely studies about habits. Yes. And, you know, about starting something for the 21 days mm-hmm. and doing it every single mm-hmm. day. And I've often wondered and loved to, he- and looking forward to hearing a bunch of perspectives on, like, how does that play out mm-hmm. in real life? Yeah. And it's obviously played out really well for you. Yeah. That, like, and I, I'm, I'm, again, like, habit's pretty easy for me. I sometimes have to, I, I, I work on spontaneity. Like, that's my gap. Yeah. And so, again, like, kind of know yourself. And we know, scientifically, new habits take 28 days to form, assuming you're not also breaking another habit to create the new habit. Right. And if you're breaking another habit of inactivity to create a new habit, or you're changing the way you're eating, so you're going from this to this, right, then we know it takes much longer. Yeah. And 
So just be patient with the process. Sign up for it. Like sign up for 90 days and see where you are. Sign up for six months. Like see what it means to take something from something you think you're supposed to do to a habit you're trying to build to a lifestyle choice you're making. Right? And yeah. then it's just what you do. It's just who you are. It's in your fabric. But that takes time. Yeah. So just be patient with it. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to um, dig into some fun. Um, this is what I'm going to call share the love round uh-huh. questions. Um, just uh, feel like little pieces, little tidbits of uh, people living the sweat life and just making it work. So, um, so first question, what's your favorite health food snack? My favorite health food snack? Um, I love anything that is crunchy. Mm. So I'm quick to grab like raw vegetables, but I also super love salt which is, I know, maybe not health food, <laughs> but I often are uh, like kale chips, anything okay. like that, yeah. um, I love. That's great, that's yeah. a great alternative yes. to a potato chip. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So okay. I, I do really like that a lot, but I do, I, I, I do not cook, oh. and, but I'm a professional with my Vitamix, and so I make a lot of that as well. So okay. lots of smoothies and just easy. That way you get it all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. that's that's a great easy tip for yes. busy yes. people to yes. still get in that health. Exactly, and I do really feel like peanut butter should be a food group. I'm agreeing um. <laughs> with that on the record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love my peanut butter. Um, okay, and... Um, and maybe this applies to you or not because you've got such an intrinsic motivation to exercise, but is there something or what is something you do that always gets you motivated to exercise? So I love music Uh and that will always motivate me. Um, I also, I love ideas. And so like for me, I use time when I'm walking or doing like that kind of stuff to like just generate ideas. I travel with an audio recorder yeah. and record stuff. Um, but I, that, that really, but generally speaking, motivation is not like my struggle. Yeah. I have my own struggles, but that's not one of them. Okay. But music I love and that always helps. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. I know music or a good podcast. Yes. Get me moving in. Correct. Yes. Um, okay, how about your favorite pair of yoga pants, top, some kind of clothes? What's your favorite something to practice in? I, well, I typically, because I do hot yoga, practice in like kind of classical yoga clothing, like, you know, the, the fitted top and uh-huh. fitted pants. Um, but I love practicing in really flowy stuff. Uh, there's just a freedom that comes from that that makes me feel more elegant in my own body. Oh. And, uh, and I, I tell people all the time, like in any pose, we're looking to, to balance the stability that's required by the pose with freedom. And so mm-hmm. like for me, clothing can feel like freedom. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would probably say like anything that's flowy. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. And how about your favorite book or podcast? I'm going to go two for you because uh-huh. you've got both avenues here. One, if you have one related to exercise or health. Uh-huh. And then uh, one in maybe another area like business or entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah. So I follow Dr. Axe and Dr. Mercola on kind of the medical side. Um, I, I think they're both really good. I love Oprah's Super Soul 
podcast. Oh, cool. I think it's, it's the interviews that she's doing, they're, they're just profound and they help to reset your whole day. Um, so I would recommend those to anyone. I also watch a ton of TED Talks. Love it. And I like watch them when I'm getting ready in the yeah. morning and just kick them on on my phone. Um, and again, it's like, what's that source of inspiration that gives you a spark? Yeah. So those are those are some like big go to or go tos for me. Um, on the book side, I mean, I have read it all. Yeah. Like I read it all. I get, I tend to go in phases where I'm reading about a specific topic for a while. And, um, and I, I guess I would say that, like, what are some, like, I love the book The Alchemist. I would recommend uh-huh. it to anyone as a, as a good read. Nutritionally, I love the book Eating on the Wild Side and Slow Down Diet. I think those are both fabulous books. Great. One is speaking directly to food itself and the other one's around the um, process of metabolism and digestion. Mm-hmm. Not just of food, but of life. Yeah, and that that's a beautiful book for people to pick up and read, um, and then I love a lot of motivational stuff. So, yeah. I, I mean, if 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 you named it, I probably read it, but I I, I don't <coughs> really like when there's research. So I like a lot of Malcolm Gladwell's work. Um, I love Marcus Buckingham's work, <coughs> the Gallup Poll. Um, so those are just some really great inspirational figure out who you are, but it's grounded in, in grounded in like there's efficacy there. Right. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Those are some great suggestions. Really good. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, let's see. All right. I think that's my share. My last one was how do you stay consistent, but I feel yeah. like you've shared that with your schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is uh kind of wrapping it up here last few things i want to get on to you and see is there anything that comes up for you that you want to share with listeners about you or the studio or anything? yeah no i i'm not open invitation right yeah. like just to come in and if if anything that i've said resonates just come in and see what it's all about and then you know stay curious in your life right. be an explorer in what you're up to um, and part of the way we do that is we do it by trying new things. Mm-hmm. And when we're little, we do this all the time. We're trying new things all the time. We're learning new things all the time. And as adults, we get really into this kind of fixed mindset. And can we step out of that and just really start to say, I'm, I'm, I'm trying this. I'm going to take this class. I'm going to try. I'm, I would like to learn this. And just, you know, redefine what success is and have fun in your life because this is it's important that we're most creative and most impactful when we're happy. Yeah. We just do our best work when we're happy. We just do our best work when we feel good. And so what are the things you're doing to take care of your happiness and to take care of your wellness? Because that's when you're going to, that's the sweet spot of purpose. Love it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then, um, where can people find you then um, as far as social media or websites? Sure. Yeah. yeah, so you my, my Facebook page, my personal page, The Laura Juarez, has tons of stuff on it. I, I, I'm not, I don't use Facebook to like tell you what I had to eat. I try to do it in a way that shares kind of, you know, the musings of my mind, which is a sometimes very dangerous neighborhood up there. <laughs> um, but then Pure Yoga has a Facebook page, an Instagram page. You can check everything out there. Our website is www.pureyogaabl.com. Um, so lots of information out there. And then the best place to find out more about what we're up to is at the studio. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. We'll just pop it in. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 
Um, okay, super. Well, that's all I have then. Um, yeah. This was amazing. Oh, and I'm like so happy to have yeah. done this and been here with you. Yeah. Um, so um, I appreciate you sharing like everything with us and just opening yeah. up. Um, and um, I know I've learned a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and I hope all of our listeners yeah. do too. Good. Thanks, Thank Laura. you so much. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Have a great day. Hey, you guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit more today about yoga itself and, of course, about pure yoga, what they have to offer there and how it could be a part of your practice, how you could add or start your exercise journey there. And of course, a little bit more about Laura and some more perspective of what her sweat journey looks like and how that works for her in her life, knowing that you can maybe take some tips and tools to put that into practice for your life. If you guys liked this episode, there will be a new gym studio interview released every Tuesday. And I would love it if you subscribe to the podcast so you could keep hearing more. You can also message me directly through Facebook or Instagram to share thoughts, feedback, or anything. You can also email me at samantha at sweattribes.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. And until next time, go get your sweat on.